This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. Join us while we showcase inspirational stories and inspirational people. Come on, y'all. Put your big girl pants on and stay tuned. Five, four, three, two. Forgot how to count. Hey. Hi. <laughs> how you doing? I forgot how to count. <laughs> uh, I'm so good. I'm good too. I'm welcome, so, welcome back. Yeah, right. Welcome back I, from uh, a two month hiatus. It's been a while. It's been a crazy two years. We'll you, just say that. Also, we just had our third anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Love you. Love you too. Love this it. This is so much fun. I know. So uh, the last two episodes, yes. I was not here. Yes. I um, I was sick, actually. I was going to say, were you sick? Yeah, I couldn't I remember. Something happened. And but then you didn't have the vid. You were I did not sick. have the vid. Yeah. I have never had the vid outside of the one time before nobody knew what it was. Heard. But other than that, no. So um, do, you, do you have anything you'd like to share? Um, for everyone listening and watching? Yeah. Bam. She's getting married. Yeah, getting married. Actually, and we can tell our uh, listeners this now. So, okay. and I was I was waiting for the perfect time and I think this is the right time. I have hinted so many times multiple like, times can I and say I'm anything? like Shapiro. Can I say anything? Shapiro. Can I say no? That was a no. Hard no. So, hard no. So, okay. <laughs> um and I had to delete the episode, but when we had the episode about the custody battle and the stuff that I went through with Chloe's dad, um, Matt and I discussed whilst going through the custody battle, whilst, whilst if it would make sense and also help us in the custody battle if we were married. And you believe that it did, right? Yes. Yes. And Matt was like, this is not, this is not a romantic marriage. Sure. He was like, I love you. I love Chloe. I absolutely want to marry you one day. I do want this to happen. Right. I just... This is, what is that word? Extenuating circumstances? Well, yeah. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's go get married. So we got married on paper and it did help immensely. Mm -hmm. And also it's helped in multiple different ways (laughs) since then. However, with that being said, we never did. He never got to ask me to marry him. There was no proper proposal. There wasn't a ring. There was all these things. And I mean, with the money that I spent on an an attorney, I could have had... (laughs) Two rings by now, but seriously, um, yeah, it's a lot of money. But um, right before we were getting ready to go to Florida, um, we were like packing up our car and doing all this stuff. And um, Matt was like, "We we loaded all of our car. We loaded our car and we put all of our luggage and all that stuff in the back of the car." And he was like, "Hey, babe, uh, I think I left the garage light on." I was like, "Okay, I'll go turn it off, whatever." And so he gets Chloe, and he's like, "Chloe." hold this phone and I want you to record. I'm going to ask your mom to marry me. Oh my gosh. And she was like, okay. That's and it's so great. Mind you, it's four o'clock in the morning. Like, and my six-year-old is like, yeah, totally. I'll hold it. And then she puts the phone down. <laughs> Literally puts the phone down. But she did get the audio. Yeah. Did, there's just no video. But um, once I got back in the car, Matt was like, oh yeah, uh, I, I forgot something else. And I was like, okay, what? And he's like, will you marry me? And I was like, oh, I'm like, babe, I've had like four hours of sleep. I look like crap. And he was but like, yes. but yes, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it was so, it was so cute and so perfect. And it was like the three of us. 
Yay. And now you guys can actually celebrate. Yes, like and you be can, public yes. with it and all of that. And and I don't know if we're going to do like a wedding, if we're going to spend all that money and do a wedding. I, honestly, I've been thinking about like how you and Brad got married. I was going to say, can I tell you? Yeah. Don't. Roasted a pig in the backyard. Like, <laughs> you do that stuff when your parents are paying. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he made a great point. He was like, we've both done it before. And we both yeah. had very large weddings. Yeah. So see, I... I do you do you? I know. Well, and everybody I, should. Well, and you know the type of man that I'm married to. So let's be frugal. realist. Yes, very frugal. frugal, very conservative. But also financially, why do you need to wear the dress again? No. You already did it. It's not even about the dress. You know honestly, I, mean? I just want to celebrate. And you should. Yeah, I just want to celebrate the fact that we're together and that yes. we're, we've made this decision and we're a family and we're well. Brad you know, and I, as you know, and I'll tell everybody else, we've been married twenty two years now. Yeah. Um. And we. Yeah. I guess we just had our anniversary. Anyway, we had both been married as well. Right. And so I did a luau at my parents' uh, pool. Yeah. And it was so much fun. We even roasted a pig. Yeah. We had lays like for everyone. It was a whole thing. It was really, really fun. Yeah. No one was allowed to bring any gifts because we'd both had homes. Love it. And so the only thing you could bring was alcohol. Yeah. So we had that little... So we had hammered. Well, we actually didn't, <laughs> but we had that liquor for a decade. Damn, that's we had nice. so much. People like, bringing, babe, look at this bottle. We've had it for 10 well, years. People were bringing good stuff, right? Since oh, they that's couldn't, good. yeah. So okay. they were bringing all the good stuff since they couldn't buy a wedding gift. Okay, so I guess it's not really a it's secret not like anymore. People... But I want, I wanted to have like a housewarming party and yeah. then be like surprise. Oh yeah, and then like say our vows or something at the party. That's really cool. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want any. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I didn't want anybody to feel like they had to dress up or but drive you somewhere need a party. or do whatever. You need a party. Oh we, yeah. I mean, we had a party. We but didn't we're have party like, people, for right? Sure. Well, yeah. We didn't have like a DJ or anything. You and I are, but we the, are faux men are not. I mean, Brad is once you give him a couple drinks. That's true. I just need to get Matt drunk. <laughs> You'd probably have a blast. I think that's fun. You definitely like, need a celebration that? though because it's memorable and it's yes. something to celebrate. It's yes. exciting. But the reason why I want to do it at the housewarming party is because I wanted to do like, um, I, I wanted, a, you know, a housewarming. I wanted it to be like very informal, very relaxed, very yeah. fun. And then yeah. be like, Surprise. You could even have like a little arbor set up in the back with just like yeah, or something. something simple. Right. Something super, super simple. Yeah. And then just wear like a white sundress or something. Literally. And it would be really pretty. Something cheap, not $1,600 like my last oh, one. Oh, show. Not, yeah. That's not Is that worth how much it. it was? Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. I know. Um. So. So pivot. Pivot. Real quick. <laughs> you can see my brain. She knows me so well. Wow. We so, really should be sisters. Thank you, next. Yes. Um, but that is exciting. I'm so exciting for you, and I cannot oh, wait. Oh, I'm pumped, too. It is exciting. You had asked me earlier how my family's doing. Everybody's good. My husband broke his foot. He was running. Way to go, husband. Way to go, husband. Um, yeah. Did he step into something or something, I, or did I, he just I'm not break sure. his foot? He, I, I, he says he stepped off, or st- he, he said he stepped on a rock. And I'm like, okay. but I don't know if it was like, what are, what are we talking about here? I don't know. All I know is the dude yeah. was a mile from home, Damn. did not call anyone, walked home on a broken foot. And I'm like, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, call someone. You're call like, listen, Rocky, what are we trying to prove here? First like, of it's all, okay. we live next to all of my family. Yeah. He could have called one. like 12 people. You could even call my sister to pick you up on her scooter. Like, there are options. Uber. I don't know. Way too stubborn for that wife. Okay. God. I can't do that. So now he's in a boot right. for like 10 weeks. Perfect. Right. Love it. And the first two <laughs> weeks, y'all, listen. <laughs> I'm like, you broke your foot, not your entire body. 
So now the first week I did understand because he was, it really was very painful and it looked awful. I mean, his toes were black and blue, everything Mm -hmm. like the whole foot was just awful. So we get it. But then after, you know, like 10 days or so, you know, he's starting to heal and starting to get better. Yeah. And I'm like, you can do things for yourself now. Yeah. And you're in a boot. Like You're, you're in a boot. You're able to walk. Even yeah. if you're not able to walk, does he have one of those scooter things where you can put your knee no, on No, we it? were going to buy one, but it was like 175 bucks. And, and we're like, like what are we going to do with that? Um, Afterwards. He could have bought one too. All the kids just, my cousin has one because my aunt had a knee surgery and all the kids just scoot yeah. around the pool with yeah. it. I mean, it's like so a toy true. now. So we're in staffing and recruiting, but I don't know that people completely understand the- What that means. Yeah. And to the extent- yeah. Right. Like we, a, a client that we work for the client, mm-hmm. right? We don't work for the candidate. We yeah. work for both, but well, it's like, we do, but we don't. I like to say to people, our job is to find people for jobs, not jobs for people. Um, and oh, that's, that's a, mis- a good analogy. It's a misnomer be- out there like in the marketplace that. because candidates will call and, and reference themselves as clients. And I get it. Like, I understand where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, it's like, but you don't, you are definitely our way of making money, yes. but you don't cut the checks. It's well, the, and it sounds really bad, but you're the product. It you're does, not. It does sound bad, but I've been, I've been a candidate before. Like I've been placed by staffing firms before and yeah. I'm not offended by that. So, no. um, and, and I knew my role in that, you know, like that they were working for the organization. Yes. So to kind of explain how it all works, um, for us or the, for those people who don't understand how the, the industry works, an organization will call our staffing firm and they will say, I am looking for a fill in the blank. Uh, let's, let's just controller. Use, yeah. Let's say controller for ease. Right. Um, so then our job at that point is to go and identify a resource. Now they will give us parameters, right? Just like when you go online to indeed or whatever in LinkedIn and you're applying for a job and you see a job description and there's the litany of things um, that they want and all the boxes they want you to check, much like that, they give us the same parameters and say, go find this absolutely perfect human um, and don't don't send me anybody who doesn't check all my boxes. So then it's our job to then say, well, I I would love to do that if they existed on the planet, um, but they don't. So what I'm going to need from you is your key, like your three things you absolutely must have. And then it's our job to go and identify an individual who checks those boxes. Once we identify a resource, a candidate, a a person, um, it is then our job to kind of shift gears and mold that individual, um, help them interview properly, um, look at their resume and make sure it represents them well, help them identify RO, um, ROIs like, um, is that what I'm saying? Um, uh, return on investment, just things they've done to make an impact in an organization. So we help them identify those things to position them to sell themselves better in an interview. So we don't just find a resume, have a quick phone call with somebody, and then send them. And I'll tell you, there are staffing firms out there that do that. And 100%. if you are partnering with a firm that does that, clients, speaking to the clients now, because you're looking for a low rate. Um, Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it is really frustrating to me. Um, I, and I've been on the hiring side or the, the client side where I was paying the fee yeah. to help to get someone to help me identify a resource. Yeah. If you're paying, it's just, it's no different than buying a, what's the the cheapest car you could possibly buy right now? Uh, probably like a Kia. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. It's like the, the Kia, the cheapest little Kia that you could possibly buy versus like a Land Rover. Yes. Um, for lack of a better word. Or a Cadillac. Or, or a Cadillac whatever. or whatever. Or a Porsche. It really and truly is exactly the same thing. Yes. Because 
one service is going to literally find resumes, maybe have a phone call with somebody, maybe, and then shove them your way, right? right? That's their that's their service that they're providing. We do not do that. Neither one of our firms do that. In fact, yeah, no firm- I was going to say, we don't work for the same place. <laughs> we don't. And I'll say no firm that I've worked for- uh, Does that. Does that. Like right. I feel- lucky that I've worked for solid firms in the past that valued both sides of the business. And so, well, and the more work that you do on your side as the company, as the representative, the firm, right? The staffing firm, right? The higher your chances are to place a candidate at your client. Yeah. So it is in your best interest to do your best job. 100%. 100%. So that kind of leads us to what we wanted to talk to uh, talk about today. I've got a because little article. Because we've been struggling. Oh my gosh, y'all. Listen. With this economy and the candidate market. So when I got in staffing, it was 2008, nine, just about to turn 2009. Okay. And we were about to head into one of the, the deepest uh, depression or recessions, recessions. Um, that we'd experienced in a really long time. I think since like the early 80s or something. It was yeah, I was like, going to say the first one, the the biggest one that you've ever experienced in your career. For sure. For sure. For, well, I entered this staffing industry yeah. in that market. It was insane. We had candidates. Call, and listen, I don't want us to go back to a situation where people are crying no. and they're they're begging for jobs. I don't want us to ever see that. But I'll tell you what that... I the, take a little bit right now. The, the <laughs> difference between that and where we are now is people valued employment. They valued a job. They yes. valued work. They valued their they career. They valued their, a paycheck anyway. Yeah. Even if they weren't career oriented, yeah. they valued a paycheck. Paycheck. Let me tell you what it's not like now. Today. <laughs> so today, for those who don't know, because there are a lot of people out there, April, who didn't lose their jobs during COVID. Yeah. We we didn't. Right. There's a lot of people who We're didn't. We're so fortunate not to have lost our jobs. And so they, they may not know outside of what they see on the news. Or what they live every day. Or what they live every day. Or they're not a hiring manager. Ex- oh, yeah, that's okay. If you're a hiring <laughs> manager, we don't even need to continue. <laughs> Um, but that said, it has shifted drastically. And and I would like to speak to, it's not necessarily indicative. Like, I, I don't think that everyone is quote unquote lazy no. if they were on unemployment. I think a lot of it is true economics. If yes. you take a candidate or an individual, I should stop saying candidate. If you take a person and they got laid off during COVID, yep. they're qualifying, they were qualifying for traditional unemployment. And then they were getting an extra $300 a week. Yes. Um, in, you know, whatever that was called, the CARES from the, was that the part of the CARES Act? I'm not sure, but. So, and it was called, what was it called? Not unemployment insurance, but it was something else, some other. I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember the title, but. But if you calculate, and we did this in our office so that we could have some empathy with people who were choosing to stay home. During this time. Yes. If you calculate it out, really and truly, anyone around 60K and under. Yes. Economically speaking, if they have childcare, yes. it made more sense for them to elect to stay home than go back to work. And I know we want to cast stones and we want to say, well, yeah, but you're not working. Still. But listen, y'all, yeah. if you get to spend time that you never would have otherwise had with your children, yes. um, you don't have to pay $2,000 a month in daycare. You don't have gas, tolls. Pulls. Dry Oil cleaning changes, at the time. tires, dry cleaning. I don't even know what dry cleaning. I don't know. Commute those- time. You get to save right. all of that. Exactly. So for a lot of people, it was just sheer economics and it just made sense to stay home. 
Well, couple that, and, and that ended June 26th. That That is no longer the $300. And then, of course, unemployment is a year. And so, you know, in May, June, and July, we were really starting to see the end the, uh, of 2020. 21 we were starting to see people their unemployment was expiring right and so they were kind of they were having they had to go back to work and then those who lost that additional 300 a week june 26th even if they were still on unemployment yeah it made more sense for them to go back to work of course because you get more money that way so we did see a little bit of a change i would we did in our office yeah. august 1st um was or uh july 1st was vastly better um and, and the month of july was vastly better yeah than the last year, yeah. Um, just because people were raising their hand and saying, "Okay, I'm, I'm ready, ready to go now. back," right? But we're still, it's still not the same. So, to, let me give you guys some perspective. And April will speak to this too because I know they're dealing with it. In 2008, when I would post an ad for a job, oh my god, we would get over a thousand responses. In 2015, when I would post an ad for a job, I would get anywhere between 150 to 400 responses, yeah. uh, resumes. It, it just depended on the role and you know how niche it was, but you still were going to get 100 plus easy, probably I should say 200 plus yeah. easy. In July or June, when I would post an ad, does anybody want to guess how many responses I would get? Five. If. Wow. If. So now we're starting to see 10, 15, maybe 20 on a good day. And you're like, I used to get thousands. Thousands. And, you know, I'm... I'm People were like fight over draw. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you had... And again, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I don't want us to go back to that. I don't think that's okay when you've got people who are accustomed to making $75,000 a year. Trying to go back to work for $12 an hour. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see that again. Right. I don't think that I don't obviously that's not great, but there's got to be some kind of middle ground. Because <laughs> um, right now- Can I find a halfway point or what's let, going on here? And he, let's talk about compensation. So, and, and I'm not saying that compensation should not increase to accompany the rise in uh, real estate and clearly there's inflation. Yeah. We have to compensate people so that they can f- afford to live. But just for some perspective, a job that paid $12 an hour last year, let's, let's say- um, Let's say pre-COVID, so let's say January of 2020. Okay. Uh, let's say an entry-level receptionist with six months experience, maybe. Okay. $12, $13 an hour, maybe 14 if they had that six months. Sure. Good luck. Yeah. Nice try. 18 19 maybe 20 right now. $20 an AP hour. AP clerks uh, were making, and I'm talking, were not specialists or processors, accounts payable clerks that all they were doing yes. is data entry. Yes. That's all they were doing, data yes. entry. They were making 14 15 an hour in January of 2020. They're making 20 21 sometimes 22 And imagine these companies too, like they're not getting the increase in profits right. to necessitate That's the challenge. their employees seven plus, what is that, like 30% more yeah. per hour? Yeah, it's a challenge. So, well, and I'm, I'm speaking on both sides here because I want the client, I want organizations to understand that if you are not increasing your compensation, whether you can afford it or not, your talent is going to turn if you can attract them at all. Your talent is not only going to turn, they will leave. 
Well, yeah. Well, that's what that's what I mean yeah. by turn. Okay. Like they're going to leave, and you're going to cons- it's going to be an uh, open door situation, oh, yeah, a revolving yeah. you're door. You're going to revolving door. Yeah. That if you can even revolve the door, because yeah. you if you can even elicit or solicit more people to right. come in, and that's like, good the, luck. That's the challenge. And so we have organizations that we work with that are really stuck at a compensation range, um, and they just don't want to go past it. And I understand it. I get it. Like you, it, from a profitability perspective, yes. from a, hey, everybody else on my team is making less than that. I can't bring somebody new in and pay them more. And I'm like, well, you probably pay might want to- Pay 30% more. It's called compensation analysis. Yes. You might want to make sure that you're evaluating what you're paying people who are with you now to and ensure I'm they you, stay. I'm going to need you to touch a little bit more on compensation analysis too, because compensation analysis to me, they think that if you bring some somebody in from college that was like an economics major and you want to call them a comp analysis, comp analyst, like I'm going to need you to, to do some serious recon. Like you need to find out what companies are paying for these positions and you need to relay that information back to your organization. Not, well, I read an article and it said yeah. that these companies were paying this. No, I don't care. And also with remote opportunities. Well, I, I will say there are some resources out there. Number one, if you're partnering with a staffing firm, ask them. So many organizations will call the staffing firm and say, this is what we pay. Maybe just take two steps back and say, this is what we want to pay. What are you seeing? Yeah. So good hiring managers and good, good clients will do that. They do. Which I I appreciate. I 100% appreciate. And they're also understanding that compensation might need to increase now. Like they're getting it. They're starting to get it. Well, and also that it's not just compensation, right? Like money is a hundred percent important, Yeah, but we need to know what are the other what benefits. are the other benefits yeah. to the job? But I will say that is on the staffing firm uh, to ask those questions. I I get really frustrated with my staff um, if I if we have a, an opportunity on the board that we're working and you can't tell me why somebody would want to work there. Yeah, you don't know anything about them. You you didn't even ask the person who gave you the opportunity and say, hey, how long have you been here? Five years. Wow, what keeps you here? Right. Like we want to know those things yeah. and we want to know like wh- why would somebody want to work for you? I need to know that stuff because that. That's what's going to attract somebody else, especially if you're not going to pay at market. Yeah. Then give me something. Yes. Um, Room for growth, opportunity for advancement, um, further your career. They pay for your school. They pay for education, whatever. Exactly. So now let's talk about, um, there's a little article. A little one. A little article. With very big numbers in it. (laughs) I think this came out uh, August 9th. And it says the U.S. or the great U.S. jobs glut employment openings hit a record 10.1 million. Let me read that again. Employment openings hit 10.1 million and exceed the number of unemployment or a number of people on unemployment by 1.4 million. Here's my question. Are we going to do that? Damn. <laughs> there are, there are more jobs than people. So I, two things here, y'all, two things that just make me want to shake my head and pound it on the table. <laughs> Just Two like things. That. <laughs> One, companies, you need to pay attention to those statistics. Yes. You have to pay attention to what the market will give you. You can't start, have more jobs than there are people, man. Start, well, not just that, but you have to start looking at the soft skills and not 
the dang resume. Look at people who are intuitive. They're resourceful. They're smart. Do you know the reason that my career grew the way that it did was because people gave me a chance. 100%. No one's giving anyone a chance anymore. You have to come in and check all the boxes. Mm -hmm. Come in with the, because nobody wants to train. You don't even have to come in and check in all the boxes. Your piece of paper, this bullshit with your name on it and a bunch of bullets has to check all the boxes That's before right. they even want to bring you in. Yeah, we've got to get away from that, y'all. We have to. We have to go back to pouring into people who want to work. I can't tell you how many interviews that we sent out last week to organizations with candidates that were smart, they're good, they want to work. Eager. Eager. Willing. Willing. Motivated. And did not get the job because they couldn't, they didn't have enough high volume accounts payable or whatever. That I'm like, what? I don't know why this is so hard, but y'all, accounts payable is not rocket science. It's because clients are not, do not understand how tight this market is right they now. They don't get it. They don't get they it. They don't get it. So there's that. There's, the, there's that side of it. Sure. And there's the candidate side. <laughs> y'all, listen. Listen, Linda. This is where I'm frustrated is we were, I want to talk about the mor- moratorium. I struggle yeah, moratorium. with that word. Yeah, yeah. word. I just read an article um, that was published in July and it was speaking to um, that it was extended. And that is where- It's uh, been extended through October. Yeah. And, and just so everybody understands what that means and what that is, that is the state um, eviction program. So it's, it's to, as long as the tenants and the landlord agrees, then there is money from the CARES Act that will help them, assist them in rent. Yes. I think that is largely, or, or has another reason why candidates are okay not working right now. Well, yeah, they don't have to pay rent. There's something, y'all. There's something. How did we go from having 500 people apply to a job to 10? Yeah. And it's not just a shortage. they don't feel the pain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if we have jobs and we need people, yes. then stop incentivizing people to not want to work. It just hmm. drives me insane. You trying drives to get political, Shapiro? What are you I'm doing? I'm not, y'all. I'm not. <laughs> but I just, it's too, it's twofold, right? 100%. Organizations, when you've got a candidate, they want to work and they're smart and they will be there every day. That means something. And I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that organizations understand what exactly it is that we're facing right now with I don't the, think with they the candidate driven market. No, they do though, because they're experiencing it. They just think we have the magic pill. Yes, exactly. And so they think that, oh, well, I'll just work with seven different staffing firms. Right. And they'll find somebody. And they'll for find me. somebody. So, and, and, and you know what? Y- you eventually do. Sure. Somebody will find them. But. Dang the time lost the the un, or the well, uh, and like, the overtime you're paying to everybody exactly. else to, to fill that vacancy yes. and the, the, the toil and the what you're putting your employees through while they carry the load just so that you can find the perfect individual it's it is maddening it's time consuming mm-hmm. it's not financially smart right <laughs> and we, you have to think about your ROI there too mm-hmm. like what's going to be the most beneficial for you as an organization to yeah. save money right right and I, y'all I'm not even talking about. You know, if you've got a, an accounting manager or even a controller going back to that, right. that you need to hire. No, we're talking about entry level. Yeah. And, or like I am really talking about those jobs that pay level. 15 to $25 an hour. It's like open it, like be a little more open. Yes. Um, well, Simon Sinek says you hire for attitude and personality and you train for skill. Yeah. And Elon Musk yeah. says I hire smart people and have them tell me what to do. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Which are like my two favorite, my two favorite quotes in staffing because it's like 
you, we've got to stop with the way the market is right now. And I don't know how long this is going to happen, but we have to stop being so picky. I have an organization that I'm working with that is hiring um, a couple of positions and they have interviewed a client 12 times or a candidate 12 yes. times. One candidate. 12 times. Yeah, we see that too. And like, number one, that candidate, wow, you need a, a badge of armor yeah. or a badge of honor. Is that what I'm like thinking of? Like, but you also need to, say, to like, grow a pair. Kudos. Well, yeah, but I mean, the fact they're obviously very interested and they obviously want the role. So uh, yay yeah, for but, you. But for organizations to put an individual, especially if they're working through something like that, you need to reevaluate yes. your yes. hiring process. There was a post on LinkedIn where they talked about a candidate who made $400,000 a year base got a job in 10 days he did three zoom interviews and yeah. he was hired yeah if a company can do that for someone who makes $400,000 a year you can do that for someone who makes $15 an hour exactly it is not that hard it is not that you guys hard really need to reevaluate seriously and the last thing is we do have another uh, we have a guest coming in and we want to make sure that we honor that time so but pumped. I will say one thing that has shifted for me personally I do um, notice and, and and so this is kind of going back to the the client side and empathizing like I, I do get it because I also lead a team. Yes. Once upon a time, my uh, patience level for people who didn't give and invest everything they had into their career yeah. was nil. Like I had no patience for that. It's yeah. like, you have to be as hungry as I am. I need you to want this. I want you to be, I want you to want to be here and I want you to want this for yourself. Yeah. And I can't want this more than you. Right. And so I wouldn't hang on to people who weren't, um, excited and, you know, invested and I needed to see strong work ethic and I needed to see an investment. Now, y'all, if they show up every day <laughs> and they show up kind of on time um, and, and they do the bare minimum, I, you know, it's just shifted. Like my mindset has shifted. Now I'm just like, well, at least you showed up. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's just weird. It's so weird and, to me. And things have changed and priorities changed because it, the difference too is like, you know, our parents, right? Let's say our parents, our grandparents, they went to work. They worked for a company there the entirety of their career. They retired from there and they went home and they did have that work ethic, right? Like they invested their life. Their career was their most important thing. But if you think about it this way too, and this is where you kind of get to empathize with the candidates, companies will fire you for, for the nothing, smallest thing. For nothing. And they're not invested in you because again, there are so many other people out there who are willing to work, but there are so many other people and they just think there's a better option out there or I could find another person, another body to fill this, th you know, similar to Amazon. Yeah. Amazon is one of the biggest employers for uh, citizens of the United States. Yeah. And the fact that they fire them based on an, an algorithm off of a computer. So crazy. Well, like, that's why people are like, I'm not going to invest everything that I have into my career because yeah. what's the point? Well, they're when not going to replace you tomorrow. And they're not investing in me. I have a client, and this will be the last thing I swear, um, <laughs> that fired a guy on the first day because he put headphones in. Now, it's a job that they said, hey, this is cool. Our our, um, we let our employees wear Listen headphones. Listen to music, whatever. Because it's a, it's a, like a data entry type sure. thing. He, he did put his headphones in and he didn't take notes on the first day. So instead of coaching him and saying, hey, you need to write things down yeah. um, or you don't get to stay because we don't. So crazy. They we had fired the same him thing on happen. the first, first day. day. And I'm like, I mean, like, 
Can we have can we a cl- not give him can we have a three session? days to give him an opportunity? Can we have a five minute chat? When it's so hard to find people and then you fire them on the first day. I, listen, I wasn't there. Maybe there's more to the story than I know. Right. But that from from what I could see and what I was told, insanity. I know. In especially when I had a conversation with their 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 plight was we cannot find people. Mm. Well then I found you a people uh-huh. and you let them go in one day. Fired the people. In one day. <laughs> So it's just crazy. Um, it is crazy. All right. Well, enough uh, complaining. About work. I don't call that complaining, actually. I'm going to call that education. This is we're educating education. our clients in Canada. Yes. Um, so I was, we'll, we'll wrap with this. I'll wrap with the candidate side. You can wrap with the client side. I will say on behalf of candidates, um, this is not going to last forever. Yeah. Please know that this is not something that's going to continue for even, let's even say for the rest of Biden's presidency, okay? It's not going to last forever. You will have to get a job at some point. Be as professional as possible. If you have questions, ask. If, you, if, if you're working with a firm or you're working with an agency, um, talk to your recruiter. Like, be just show up. Be the best person that you can be and be that person when you're at work. Well, and to piggyback on that, because that was perfectly said, is... Y'all, those gaps of employments are going to have to be explained and you're going to have to explain them in a very low unemployment market. So you're going to have to tell this new hiring manager who has been struggling to find people why you chose to stay unemployed for a year and a half or yep. more. Mm-hmm. So just be thinking about that on the client side. Listen, I'm here for you. Like I, I you call We're me. We're both here for you. I, I, yeah. Well, my clients know I'm going to give you the skinny. Like I'm very Same. real. Same. Um, and I let you know exactly what the market is paying, exactly how tight it is. I'm very honest about that. And if you hold firm to what you're looking for, I'm either going to tell you, I am so sorry. I, I can't commit to that. Or I'm going to say, I got you. I got you. Um, but please be open. Yeah. Please give people a chance, yep. especially those people who are eager and they want to work. They may not check all those boxes, but if they're making under 25 bucks an hour, it's not rocket science. Right. Frankly, if it's above 25 an hour, it's still not rocket science unless it's rocket science. But <laughs> I'm just going to say, give people a chance. Yeah. Invest, pour into them. Yes. Give them the opportunity to show you what they're capable of. Yeah. That's it. Do what Shapiro did to me and do a backdoor reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true though. I did. I picked up the phone and called somebody that I knew knew her. Yeah. I didn't go off her references that she gave me. Right. And I got a phenomenal reference. And so um and yeah, you took a that. chance on me. You took a chance on a single mom. I did. Who was just fired, laid off, and then look where this has grown. Do you know that from taking a chance on that? The the uh there is a list of employees in my career that I've hired after they were fired. And if somebody is fired for their mouth or for something um, like their feistiness or whatever, I am all over that. I'm like, come work for me. <laughs> Bring it on. Because I can manage that. If you're good at what you do, I can't tell you how many successful people have worked for me that had been fired. I, I love, love it. it. Me too. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. Okay, so go ahead and give us all of our, you know, plug us, tell people where to find us. So, yeah. So we are on every podcast platform. Um, major ones are Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, check us out on our website, www.biggirlpantspod.com. Yes. And we are on Instagram at Big Girl Pants Pod, Facebook, Big Girl Pants Podcast, and LinkedIn, Big Girl Pants Podcast. Yes and subscribe to the yes uh, like and subscribe like. do you like or do you just subscribe um well it just depends on 
where you're Got at. Got you. Yeah. Well, definitely subscribe. Give us five stars. Even if you don't mean it, yes. it's fine. Yes. You can just send five us an email. Five stars only. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Bye.